from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Welcome to the celebration of this daily televised Mass on the feast of St. Elizabeth of Hungary. I am Father Michael Coots. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from two donors. The first is Pia Maria D'Amico from Kinte West, Ontario. In loving memory of a deceased husband, Elio D'Amico, all the deceased me members of the Valoscuro and D'Amico families, and for all the souls of the faithful departed. The second is the Detilier family from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, in, in loving memory of Aline, Victor, and John. Our thanks go to the donors for the gift of this Mass. As we celebrate this Eucharist on the Feast of St. Elizabeth of Hungary, we recall this wonderful 13th century saint who at the age of four was betrothed to the king, at the age of 14 was married and died at the age of 24. In that short decade, she did wonderful things for the greater glory of God, building hospitals and monasteries and churches. Let us ask this great saint to accompany us as we celebrate this Eucharist. You were sent to heal the contrite, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, by whose gift Saint Elizabeth of Hungary recognized and revered Christ in the poor, grant through her intercession that we may serve with unfailing charity the needy and those afflicted. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. All people who were ignorant of God were foolish by nature, and they were unable from the good things that are seen to know the one who exists. Nor did they recognize the artisan while paying heed to his works. For they supposed that either fire or wind, or swift air, or the circle of the stars, or turbulent waters, or the luminaries of heaven were the gods that ruled the world. If through delight in the beauty of these things people assume them to be gods, let them know how much better than these is their Lord, for the author of beauty created them. And if people were amazed at their power and working, let them perceive from them how much more powerful is the one who formed them. For from the greatness and beauty of created things comes a corresponding perception of their creator. Yet these people are little to be blamed, for perhaps they go astray while seeking God and desiring to find him. 
For while they live among his works, they keep searching, and they trust in what they see, because the things that are seen are beautiful. Yet again, not even they are to be excused. For if they had the power to know so much that they could investigate the world, how did they fail to find sooner the Lord of these things? The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Just as it was in the days of Noah, so too will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day of Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed all of them. Likewise, just as it was in the days of the Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planning and building. But on that day that Lot left Sodom, it rained fire and sulfur from heaven and destroyed all of them. It will be like that day or like that on the day of the Son of Man is revealed. 
On that day, anyone on the housetop who has any belongings in the house must not come down to take them away. And likewise, anyone in the field must not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Though those who try to make their life secure will lose it, but those who lose their life will keep it. I tell you that on that night there will be two in one bed, one will be taken and the other left. There will be two women grinding meal together, one will be taken and the other left. Then they asked him, Where, Lord? And Jesus said to them, Where the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. From 1963 to 1967, I was doing philosophy at a Jesuit seminary And during that time, we studied Thomistic philosophy, Thomistic philosophy that proved the, uh, that have proof for God's existence from pure logic. And there were five proofs. The last one is the proof from design. And that is the proof that uh, Proverbs used in the first reading today. As I read it, I could not help remembering the prologue of John's gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. It was through the Word that God created the whole universe. Proverb tells us that God created the whole universe in all its beauty. But the purpose of creating this beauty was in order that we may use this as a tool and an instrument to come to God. When we look at the beauty of creation, during the last month and as we had fall, there was a magnificent locust shade master tree in our property. It was a tree of gold. And within two days, it shed all its leaves, and we had a gold carpet all around. It was absolutely fascinating. When we look at the trees and the sunsets and the sunrises, we get fascinated by them. But they are all for one purpose, namely that they should lead us to God. You see, from the time of Moses, people have been asking God, Lord, show me your face. And God said to Moses, as he says to all of us, if you see my face, you will die. It is simply this. We are finite human beings, and God is infinite. Our finite minds cannot grasp, cannot see, cannot see the beauty of God. That would be happening only when the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Then we could see and taste and touch the very person of God. But until then, as the book of Proverbs tells us, we have to search for God. The searching for God is a part of our very DNA. As the Baltimore Catechism will tell us, we were made to know, to love, and to serve God. And so from our very existence, we search for God, just like a moth searches for the light, even when it's destroyed in that fire. So searching for God comes very naturally. It's something that we do it every day of our lives, or sometimes we do it even without realizing it. Ah, 
But Proverbs tells us there is one trap that we should avoid, is namely that this creation is helping us to know, to love, to serve God. But sometimes, as we say, we get fascinated with it. As we heard that first reading, things are so beautiful, and we get caught in the instrument and fail to go beyond. It's like going to a road sign saying, this leads to Pickering or this leads to Mississauga, and we are fascinated with it and never move from there. And that is what the book of Proverbs, the, this reading from Proverbs speaks about nature idolatry, nature worship. But there is a second part to our reading today, and that is a warning against idol worship. You and I are finite human beings. We need means to help us to come towards whatever ends we want. And so as we search for God, we make statues, we have pictures, we have stained glass windows, we have beautiful paintings that help us to imagine what God looks like. Unfortunately, again, we are so fascinated with stained glass windows and pictures that we fail to go to God. And our Muslim brothers and sisters realize that. As a result, in a mosque, you will never find any statue, any picture, any painting, because our brothers say, we can be lost in it, we can be caught up in it, and we can stay with it and never go on to God. These were the two warnings that were given to us. Be warned against nature worship. Be warned against idol worship. But as long as we know this, we can use all these means. We can look at nature and hopefully rise from the beauty of nature, arise from the beauty of our statues and paintings and stained glass windows, and go to the end for which it was meant, namely the glory and the honor of God in the very person of God. As we come to the gospel, it is a total different warning of a different thought altogether. As we come to the end of the liturgical year, we will find a lot of apocalyptical literature, namely warning us against the end of time. And here he speaks about the day of Noah, the day of Lot, and the day of the Lord. The day of Noah, we are told they were eating and drinking and giving in marriage. Now, we do that all the time. But when we do it to excess, then we forget the God that was created and helped us to get into all these beautiful things that we enjoy, the song, the laughter, the dancing, and we get caught up with that. And then they went to the excess and the time of Noah, there was depravity, there was licentiousness, there was gambling, there was the use of human beings to an end for which they were not meant to be, namely to see in a human being the image and the likeness of God. Noah was considered to be a man of integrity, and therefore, because of him, the whole of his creation, his family, was saved. The day of the Lord is similar. Jesus is the one, and during his time, we had the hypocrisy of the scribes and Pharisees. They disobeyed the Torah. They didn't keep the Sabbath. They didn't go to heaven, and they wouldn't allow people to go into heaven. And so the day of Noah, and now the day of the Lord, it is the same. When will we ever learn? But Jesus 
was the very acme, the very epitome of integrity, while Noah was just an upright man. And so Jesus tells us, walk in the path of the Lord and everything will be okay with you. God bless you all. Let us bring our prayers before God. For all those in our daily televised Mass Intention book, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. During this month of November, we pray for our faithful departed, for our relatives and friends who are gone before us marked with the sign of peace. We remember in a special way all those who are listed in our daily televised Mass in Book of Remembrance for the souls in purgatory, and especially for those who have nobody to pray for them. For this, we pray to the Lord. In the day of the Lord, let us hope that it will be a day of peace. May the Lord grant peace to the warring countries in this world. May the Lord grant people the ability to listen and to get into dialogue. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Loving God, we make all these prayers to you, those made aloud and those in the depths of our hearts, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation. For through your goodness, we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God. Through the mystery of this wine and water, we may share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Lord God, be pleased to accept these gifts that we offer to you with humble and with contrite hearts. Pray, my sisters, my brothers, that this our sacrifice be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his Receive, O Lord, the offerings of your people and grant that we who celebrate your work, your son's work of boundless charity, may by the example of St. Elizabeth of Hungary be confirmed in love of you and our neighbor. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For in the marvelous confession of your saints, you make your church fruitful with strength ever new and offer us a sign of your love. And that we, and that your saving mysteries may be fulfilled, their great example lends us courage, their fervent prayers sustain us in all that we do. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too 
give you thanks as in exaltation we acclaim. indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving you thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, gave the chalice to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Francis our Bishop, the bishops across Canada, all the clergy, and this entire people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, with Saint Elizabeth of Hungary, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, and in him, O God Almighty, Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever.
At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant a peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share with one another the sign of peace wherever we are. of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us and all our dear ones unto life everlasting. Amen. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in this holy sacrament of the altar. I love you above all things, and I passionately desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul so that I may unite myself wholly to you, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Having fed upon the delights of the sacrament of salvation, O Lord, we humbly implore your faithful love that imitating by your grace the charity of Saint Elizabeth of Hungary, we may also be partakers with her in glory. 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go now in the peace of Christ to love and serve the Lord and one another. Thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass.